Welcome to On the Up and Up. I'm your host, Kira LaForgia, and every week I'm bringing you behind the scenes of running a successful business. Join me while we laugh, learn, and connect on mostly HR inappropriate topics with successful founders, diverse leaders, and kick-ass employees. It's true, your HR lady may have fired your bestie or made you sign a love contract, but we also have all the hot gossip that will make you better at your job. Whether you're on your way up the corporate ladder, are a fellow HR villain, or are building a culture as a rising entrepreneur. We are rounding out Mental Health Awareness Month, hitting all the topics from employee mental health a few weeks ago to next week talking about leadership boundaries and how management education and knowing what you're doing as a manager, feeling confident in your skills as a manager of a team, of a a leader of a company, a CEO of a small business, medium-sized business, wherever you're checking in from, even a leader in your HR department or as a as a as a team leader, you know, as an employee who's leading their team. This is a great episode for everybody because as we talk about the mental health of those around us and as we see more and more of a forced blend between our work and our life, it can be difficult to understand the impact of of the actions that we're taking every day on ourselves and how showing up for other people isn't just a check off the box. It's an energy exchange and it carries a lot of weight and a lot of impact. And a lot of the time in entrepreneurship, we hear about the impact for our clients. We hear about what we're doing on the day-to-day that is impacting our clients. And we celebrate those things publicly through testimonials, case studies, all of the above. We've got them all on our website. Check them out, theparadigm.com. No, but seriously, like we are constantly measuring ourselves against the results that we're providing for the people that are paying us. As of as a manager that is not only just managing within a small team, at my own company, but also through a multi-location small business in person with right around 45, 50 employees, it can sometimes feel like the energy exchange is too much. And when I first started to get passionate about something as boring and (laughs) obnoxious as management, it was out of a a desperate place. And you can go and listen to our earlier episode on what's really stopping you from hiring the first 20 minutes or so tells my own personal journey and mental health. But to sum it up, if you're here listening to this episode to find meaning in whatever the hell you're doing every day to support your team, and sometimes it feels like too much, just know that you're not alone. And this episode isn't meant to kind of whine about, <laughs> you know, kind of the the champagne problems of being in charge, being a leader, but it is to give you as a leader a little bit of a kind of sigh of relief and a voice when that you that we know this is a lot of freaking work and that even after years of managing other people in a really small collaborative environment, there are still lessons that are learned on the day-to-day that can be so impactful that 
I think that we sometimes forget that our experience as a manager is just as important as the way that we are indicating the experiences of those on our team. So I know that it can feel like a thankless job. And in HR, we're used to that. But if you're a CEO and you don't have a background in HR, then it can be really hard to see the impact that you're making. And I'm here to tell you that you have a massive impact as a leader of other individuals through not only the money that you're making, the clients that you're serving, but the people that you're leading and the people that you're employing. And it is one of our tenets and one of our beliefs that the biggest impact that you can make as a leader is, and as a business owner, is through the people that you employ and the experiences that you provide for the people that need these jobs. And there has been a really funny trend on TikTok about how millennial managers are like the parents that <laughs> we never had <laughs> because there's so many great examples of great management out there. Um, and I think that we are coming off of a few years of a lot of negativity. And, you know, with up to five different generations being found in any one workforce, it can be really interesting to see how the different generations have managed and dealt with their situations and just what we've been kind of thrown into. So millennials, of course, we've just been pummeled one after the other uh, from the recession of graduate, like right around when we were graduating high school and college to the pandemic to everything in between. <laughs> if you follow politics, there's a few traumatic moments in there as well. Um, multiple wars, economic downturn, economic upturn, um, the challenge of just learning how to be an adult in a in a rapidly changing world. And now we can get everything from robots. So uh, I just want to make sure that I'm throwing it out there that sometimes it can just feel like We've been through enough and we make the leap into entrepreneurship and we want to take control over our own experience. And sometimes it's a direct result of the experiences that we've had in corporate. And so I hear you and I see you and I understand you and we're doing a good job. Keep going. Um, but this is really an episode for those days when you're just like, this is too freaking much. Like it's too much like to have to handle all of the things that come with being an entrepreneur and then have to handle everything that comes with being a leader. That's too much one or the other. Um, and I guess I just want to give you permission to lean into the leadership side of things and to learn to expound on those skills so that there is space for you to grow and develop as a leader. And there is space for you to make an impact because there's truly nothing better than when you get a message from someone that you used to that used to work for you talking about how you've affected their lives. Uh, there is nothing better than getting a message from someone who you barely remember that may have worked for you years ago. I know in, in a lot of your experiences, it's not going to be hundreds of employees like it has been in mine, but it's really rewarding to hear about the way that we interacted had affected them in a certain way or impacted the way that they wanted to pursue their careers or pursue their interests or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, it's really funny to get messages from people that are like, yeah, I no longer want to do HR because of what we talked about. So those are really great examples too. I mean, there's nothing, there's just nothing better. I'm sure that there's other examples, but when it comes to 
being a professional, being able to impact the lives of the people that work for you, just it just hits different than being able to impact the lives of our clients. So I just want to say that there are two different ways that we are making an impact as leaders in our industries, in our teams, in our businesses. And there's the obvious economic way where we are giving people the opportunity to work in a safe environment where they can pursue their interests and their passions. Um, There's also the experiential element so that we can create a perpetuating pattern of pushing managers to be better to their teams and changing the way that work feels and looks for not only our generation, but in every action that we're taking, whoever we are managing, whether it be managing a older generation or a younger generation, we're making an impact on what they expect from their future bosses and managers. And that's not only just, I've taken over from positions of where the management was so laissez-faire, so laid back that I felt like I was being beat up at work every day because there wasn't any accountability for those employees. And those employees were not successful as a result. And I've also taken over for leaders that were really, really strict and transactional. And there wasn't a lot of room for collaboration or growth. And those employees were afraid to be themselves or to bring new ideas to the table or to try new things or even just to be honest about their own experiences within the company or even just to advocate for themselves. And in my company and in the teams that we work with, we want to make sure that we have a solid understanding of the culture that you want to have as a, as a leader. But we also want to prepare you to understand the impact that you're making on the experiences of your team. Now, I'm not saying that you are you have to be this frilly, floofy, like come tell me all your secrets behind closed doors manager in order to be successful. I'm actually saying the opposite. Being clear and understanding of your responsibilities as a manager will help you to set boundaries like we're going to talk about in next week's episode that will make it easier for your people to understand what they're working with and what they're dealing with, which then creates a line of clarity, which can contribute to and will contribute to your success in getting the best out of your team, which also creates an environment for them to be more successful in their careers, not only with you, but for wherever they go in the future. So if you don't have an open, honest, you know, kind of dialogue about the effect that your culture and your management style is having on the rest of your team, you could not only be missing out on million dollar ideas that could be coming from your team or, you know, ways of being supported in ways that you didn't realize you could be, but also in ways to support other people in a way that's going to be long lasting. Um, I always, you know, I was in a really toxic environment for a while. And one of the things that I learned from that is that whenever it is time for someone to leave and not work for me anymore, whether it be by choice or otherwise, I always want there to be a mutual respect and kindness upon that departure. So we will do everything we can to make sure that there's clarity and understanding to make sure that when people do leave, that they always know that they're part of this mission that we've put forth. And we don't really, because of our foundations, we don't get to a place where it's super duper toxic by the time that person um, is being let go or if they're being laid off or something along those lines, which means that we are we are cultivating an environment where even the safety and respect of our previous people, our previous team, indicates what the culture looks like now. And I do see a mistake in 
entrepreneurship when it's building a team that because we're not clear on who we are as a leader, how we're classifying and working with our team members, and also in regards to making sure that there's clarity across the board and what's expected from people is that we can't actually make as much of an impact. So I just want to make sure that we're kind of identifying those two types of impact, the economic impact of actually paying people. And there's lots of TikToks and funny stuff out there about like, oh, well, just give me the money. Like I'm not here for you know all this other stuff. And then there's also the experiential impact. And I think it takes a lot of emotional intelligence to be able to identify when it's not I know best, like move on employee, but more so like I have the opportunity to have to make you have a really good experience, even if it's not something that you're directly asking me for. And that's what management is. It's finding those bits and pieces of meaning throughout the opportunities that you have to lead your people. So there's a real ripple effect of good management that just goes through the work that you're getting from your team members, the engagement that they have to the product of work that's put out there for your clients, to the number of referrals that you get, and then it goes directly into the amount of money that you're making. So yes, it does take a lot to attach meaning to a part of your job that doesn't necessarily give you a lot of space for control. You have to just show up as your best self, be intentional, be clear, and be kind. Um, and then you have to trust that the people that you've put in place, will you'll see the impact and the ripple effect of the good management going through them. And it may not even be in the next 10 minutes or the next year. It may be in their life in 10 years. And it's, it's still going to be something that you can hang your hat on that you made that impact for somebody. I know that um, one of the things that we do is we like to educate people on during their orientations is not only educating us, educating people on their actual policies, but in every orientation, no matter who the client is, we are making sure that we're educating people on the right to have a workplace that's safe and free from harassment, whether sexual or otherwise, and making sure that they understand that we are not going to retaliate against them if they do have a complaint that's relevant to the situation. Now, Oftentimes, it doesn't matter that much because we have safe work environments, so it's not going to get brought up. But there have been times where employees have taken that knowledge and used it in other work environments later. So even just for us, finding meaning in that leadership means finding ways to help educate women and other oppressed people that they have rights in their work environments and they can use those to create a better work environment for themselves later as well. Um, and it's not a war against, you know, from employee to business or whatever. We believe that happy employees equal happy businesses. So they don't necessarily have to be at odds with each other. Um, but the only way that you can really do that is by creating an environment where you're on the up and up with everything. Hence this podcast. Um, but I want to say that positive leadership if we're able to see that ripple effect throughout our industry, it's going to demand more from other companies if we're stepping into our best selves as leaders to treat people better, to treat people fairly, to make sure that people know their rights, to give employees a place to stand and advocate for themselves when needed. And also, if an employee steps a little bit too far, to be able to say, whoa, 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 like that's taking it one step too far and you're able to still protect the work environment for your other team members in your company. It also gives our team a healthy view of work, which will 
will set a standard for how they expect to be treated in other opportunities that they have in their lives. And hopefully that means that they stick with us longer. But if not, then we have an employee, we have employees that are going out into the world and they know what is possible for being a good worker and being respected and being advocated for and supported. Um, There's also a really strong tie to good management with teaching people how to advocate for, for themselves, not only in safety, but also for compensation and things like that. Because we're paying people on the you know, on the right side of things. We're making sure we're doing those comp analysis and we're making sure that we're covering all our bases when it comes to those more strategic HR initiatives. Then we're able to show people how they can use that information to get the best the best situation for themselves. And this is talked about a lot in compensation, um, but I do think that there is a really clear and distinct path between giving your people the skills to advocate for themselves and the what you're able to actually provide for them. So while you may be thinking, oh, well, I don't want them coming and asking me for a raise all the time. Well, <laughs> it's fine. It's actually great. There's been plenty of opportunities where I've had my team members be so engaged and excited about their job that they're able to show up and tell me how they're going to add value and making sure that they're showing up in a way that is it's fully invested. And that advocacy, even if it does lead to a conversation where you're like, well, here's our pay scale and here's our comp plan and blah, 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 blah. And you may not be able to get the raise that you want. It doesn't mean they're going to quit. It means that they're going to find a way to make that happen. And it means that they're going to be invested in their job. And they know that if they have full transparency on what's available to them, that they're going to be able to advocate for themselves. And once we teach our employees to advocate for themselves, it doesn't mean that it's a constant yes or no game. What it does teach, though, is that there is more to there's more to it than just what's on the surface. And when people are advocating themselves for us, then that gives us an opportunity to have really solid, open conversations about sometimes tough things. And it brings our company even closer together. It brings our team even more connected. And it shows that you have done the work to make sure that you could have these open and honest conversations. Another way that we can impact things through positive leadership is the reputation of your company. I mean, I know that there are I I know what happens behind the scenes and the scenes in a lot of companies and I won't hire companies that I hear these things from. Uh there are even really inconvenient um conflicts of interest based on beliefs or you know, employees that are applying for other jobs that, you know, you can kind of put two and two together about their experiences at different companies. And I won't patronize those companies anymore. Um, And I think many of us, especially with all the options we have out there, are geared towards socially conscious purchasing and where our money's going and what it's supporting. And I think, especially as a leader, when we are working with business to business type ventures, we want to – we're putting in all this effort for our team. You're taking the time to listen to this podcast, so you're on the right side of this. And we want to know that the people that we're spending our money on have those same values and principles and that our money is going to a good place and not just some like old white dude like shooting his rocket to the moon, although I do order from Amazon. Um, and then, of course, my favorite thing is positive leadership makes it a lot easier to find and retain culturally aligned employees. So if you want engaged employees, one of the three ways you do that is through aligning mission and values. You can go and listen to our employee engagement episode to learn a little bit more about that. But if you already have that built in through your culture, through the conversations you're having, through the reputation your company has out there, you're going to find a 
it's going to cut down the time that it that you need to take in order to make good hires that make a big impact on your overall company culture. So, I mean, there's a lot. The ripple effect of good leadership and good management is not just it feels fun to work at my company every day. There's so many other ways that this can impact you. So now there is an adverse, and I don't like to spend too much time talking about the negative, but I think a lot of us can resonate with the adverse effect of poor management. So you can do serious harm to people by managing poorly. I actually, which I tell this story often, more often than I'd like, um, <laughs> I had such a bad mental health situation that and and I had some pretty bad managers and leaders, people that I counted on not only to make sure I could pay my mortgage, but also for my mental health every day. And as a result of that leadership, I was in therapy and diagnosed with PTSD. And I think that in this Mental Health Awareness Month, I do think it's important to understand that the power dynamics of being a leader and providing somebody compensation and money, something they count on. And you never really understand people's perspectives. They could be really motivated to do a good job on your company. And it could be really harmful if management, whether it's you or someone that you put in charge of them, has an adverse effect on their ability to be mentally healthy and safe at work. So there will be there's a lot of discussion about psychological safety and how to create that environment in our management course. So definitely check that out if this is all hitting home for you. But there is so much meaning in making sure that you're not doing those things and making sure that you can stand behind your decisions and your actions to create a really kind of seamless company culture that makes it fun to work for your company and fun to run your company. Um, you can cause serious emotional issues by being a bad manager. You can like as as I already mentioned, and not not just that, but being a ma bad manager causes a lot of low productivity. Feeling unsafe at work is directly correlated to not being able to perform at your best, which means that your employees are not you're not getting what you're paying for, and that can cause a huge issue in in the long term productivity of your business and your ability of your business to grow. So if you find that your team is hitting a wall all the time, it's usually something having to do with employee engagement, but it could also be something to do with management. And maybe you don't even know what that is. But there have been quite a few conversations that I've had with employees over the years. And just because you think that you have a great manager, great relationship with an employee, just because you think that, oh, we're, you know, they really like me, the likability factor is important. Like they would totally come to me, blah, blah, blah. They won't. Just assume that every great relationship you have with your employees is 75% great and 25% tenuous. There, It can be really easy to turn a mostly great relationship into a really shitty one. And we have to remember that these are people's jobs and not everybody thinks about our companies the way that we do. And so we have to make sure that there's clarity and consistency because if they're stressed about something that's going on, they feel like they can't talk to you, they can't see past you know, what's right in front of them, um, their short-term tasks, things like that, then they're not going to be as productive. They're not going to add as much discretionary effort and you're not going to be getting your what your money's worth is basically for your team members, which is really important in small business. So not only is it something that you can do serious harm through that ripple effect of management when you're not 100% sure what you're doing, those foundations haven't been set, 
but it can also really cost your company a lot of extra money. And that is all to say that there's also plenty of legal and HR issues that come up if you make a mistake along the way and you don't understand how management and legalities communicate with each other. And the reputation for your company, again, having a good reputation, having a team that's out there fighting the good fight, spreading the good word, that's referring people to you, that's speaking your language, that's representing you well, that's that knows how to represent you, that is one of the greatest ripple effects, but it can be just as negative. Have you ever read Yelp? <laughs> so keep in mind that there is a direct correlation, both positive and negative, to the reputation that you that your company has and how you manage your team members. And I just want to end this on making sure that everyone that's listening understands that your experience as a manager matters too. So while we're all out here trying to create a employee-centric culture, that means that you have to embrace your role as a leader or a CEO or a manager as an employee in the company culture that deserves to benefit from a positive culture and a positive interaction. That doesn't mean every day is perfect, but it does mean that there are so many amazing ways that investing in yourself as a manager and investing in yourself as a leader and showing up fully and authentically will create a environment that just continues to have a ripple effect long after you've had these interactions with your team members. I'm telling you, you could have like a quick five-minute conversation with with a new hire that isn't working out and it could provide them the safety and responsibility and accountability that could change the trajectory of their career. You could even have amazing mentorship relationships with your team members that does have them move on and go do something different in the long term. But then maybe down the road they send you, you know, they they've encapsulated what you've taught them and they're sending you clients left and right. I mean, those relationships are long lasting and if you want to put a monetary value on good management, there's plenty of ways to do that. But this episode's really out there because there's a lot of shit that we have to deal with as leaders, as entrepreneurs, as HR villains. And I want to encourage you to put yourself in the center of that and make sure that you're always going over and above and investing in your own experience uh, as a leader to show up for your team because that ripple effect will come back to you more than any other work that you do. So good job listening to this. Good job listening to me be on my soapbox. Join our management course. It's a great community full of amazing people that are like-minded and it will give you so many shortcuts to make sure that you're making the biggest and best and far-reaching impact that you possibly can but that's it for the week. If you're listening to this, you've stuck with me for this entire episode. And for that, I say thank you. I hope you found as much value in this week's topic as I do. If so, be sure to follow, rate, and review on the Up and Up podcast. You'll be helping others find the fun in HR too. Follow us on social media and join us next Wednesday for your weekly dose of On the Up and Up. Up.